What's up, my miners of intelligence and consciousness? I'm Rick Brooks, and this is Rick's Mind. We got a fireside chat today, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, we, yeah, that's right, man. Uh, starting off, top of the hour of the new, the Rick Brooks News Hour, we have uh, just in, well, actually, by the time you guys are listening to it, it'll be old news now, but Bob Saget just passed away. Kind of bummed about it, man. That kind that that one that surprises me dude he's not he wasn't very old he was in his what early 60s maybe 65 i think um damn yeah is a pull it up dude see see um see what's what was going on with that i hope it wasn't covid that would be no i don't think it was covid dude oh he was found dead in an orlando hotel room yeah dang dude it's kind of weird um because i wa- they I they used didn't to find any drugs or anything so. no just hopefully it's a, I mean, not hopefully, but like natural <laughs> causes, you know, no yeah, suicides no. or anything. Yeah. I, that's, it's weird because I grew up watching America's funniest home videos. Same. And like that was the host. And then, um, you know, I never, I, I can't say that I really ever got into his stand up, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Cause I would say um, on the like comedy scene, like I would say I'm pretty, pretty new. Like I'm yeah. not, I'm not like a diehard comedy fan. I'm a big fan, but like it's not like I'm going to open mics and watching people yeah. perform all the time. I used to, I, I used to watch a lot more com- comedy as a teenager. Um, I've been to a couple shows, but only with like really big of really like really big comedians that I like. I've never gone to like a local show or anything like that. Yeah, I've I've been like I saw Tim Dillon this year. Fantastic show. Uh, I've tried to see Dave Chappelle 50 times and I never can get tickets. <laughs> never get tickets. Yeah. Um, you know, um, but other than that, like there's a lot of like really good comics out there and mm. it's just, I don't know, man, I, I guess I'd just rather see live music at times, but fuck dude, yeah. there's nothing that beats a good, a good comedy show. In my opinion, it's a great time. Yeah. Comedy shows are fun. Like I've been, I saw uh Jim Gaffigan. He played at, uh, <sighs> the uh, Elliott Hall of Music at Purdue University when I lived there he was a uh, he was a, an alumni and so the student student group put it on so that was pretty cool oh um, that is sweet I think that actually might be the only stand-up comic show I've ever seen I feel like I've seen more than that but that's all I can remember if I had to like guess I'd said I've been to maybe like 10 mm-hmm. comedy sh- like shows and and counting like you know fresh from freshman orientation in college to mm-hmm. just like random shows that cuz actually this for when i for a while there right after i got out of school i was going to um oh boy i think it's helium comedy club okay i've actually been to quite a few so and they would just have like <laughs> random comedians come in there and yeah. so now I've, I've, I've probably been to quite a few. I forgot about it. That was a nice, weird little segment of my life, man. Um, was that in college or after? No, this was like post-college. Like, uh, okay. I don't know, like 2017, 18, something like that. I don't that. ever remember there being a comedian coming to OSU, except for the one time there was like, what, what, that would have been my, I think it was my my junior or sophomore year. There, they they hired a comedian to do something like one of those orientations, 
And it turned out that like by the end of the show, he was, it was like a Christian ministry that he was doing like comedy and magic for the first like 30 minutes. And then he was going to talk to you about Jesus. Oh, (laughs) I didn't go to that, but I heard, I heard about it because I remember seeing like the, the chalking all over campus about it. Somewhere, and I can't remember of the my my first year of school at uh, Western Oregon. Um, mm-hmm. There was a a lady that did comedy. She's from New York, and she's has her own show now. So, and mm-hmm. I can't. I, I took a picture of her, and she fucking loved me. She's like, "You are so <laughs> beautiful," and I was like, "What? Oh, thank you." <laughs> uh, she's girl. probably joking though. Um, but <laughs> yeah. I, can't, I can't think. Yeah. I can't think. I can't think of her name, man. Um, but. Yeah, I bummed about Senior Mr. Bob Saget passing. Rest in peace, my man. Um, not that I knew him or anything, but I hope he. I wish him a beautiful journey wherever he is going. It's always it's is. always weird whenever you have somebody like Bob Saget that is like it's that whole parasocial relationship thing uh, that is was a figure very present at least like same in my childhood. Like I watched Full House, like all the time That's and right. um, my whole family would watch you know America's Funny Stone videos and stuff and that's that's surprising just because I just shocked because he's so young still I know and then we lost uh, Betty White too that was a bummer yeah I mean yeah it was a shitty year for losing people my grandma died Betty White died I feel like there were other people too Did, oh, Kobe died hello well, no no Kobe didn't die this year when was that last he died year? Like two, he died in... Was that two 20, years ago? It was like two years ago, man. God. Yeah. I've lost there, all sense of time now. <laughs> there, There's... um, It's... You know, there's always people... Like, it's, it's one of those weird things about mm-hmm. life is that there's no matter how hard we try, we're not getting off this planet alive. Like, yeah. you know, you're... you're and it's, it's just strange. I, I've always found it strange, like... People that you don't even know, they can have ma- like a mass effect on you when they pass away. Like yeah. I, I remember, there's and some of them have surprised me. Like when Michael Jackson passed away, I do mm-hmm. not know wh- what I just was devastated. For I was like, "Fuck!" And I, yeah. I was. It's not even like I'm a huge Michael Jackson fan, but for some reason, it really bothered me when he passed away. And there's yeah. been a, the, that one surprised me because it's not like I listen to his music every day or anything. But I was like, "Fuck, mm-hmm. man, that sucks." And um, I, think I get Bob Saget would also fall in in that. Um, yeah. Like oh man, and then Kobe, dude, Kobe, that dude, yeah, that oh, Kobe sucked. crushed me that, when that that's, happened. That su- that crushed a lot of people, a lot yeah. of people. I didn't see that. I mean, no one saw that coming. It was very like sudden yeah. and everything. But I also didn't think that Kobe would have had that big of an impact. On Are you me. kidding like, me? I mean, oh, I mean, I love <laughs> sports. Yeah, just on me, not me personally. Yeah, I mean, I played sports. Basketball was never my sport, but yeah. I watched it and everything. Um, yeah, he that when he died, that was really sad. And then when Neil Peart died, that crushed me for a good day or two. The drummer from Rush. Oh yeah, yeah, because yeah. Rush was is is was and probably always will be my favorite band of all time and just he was such a big influence on my musical taste and musical style that it was such a bummer to see yeah yeah well i think the part of the reason back to kobe Mm -hmm. i actually hated him 
um, oh, really? my entire childhood. Yeah, because he was I was a Blazers fan, and I watched oh, him okay. knock my <laughs> team yeah out of the playoffs. I was bawling. I remember, never forget that. Like they came back in Game Seven. I was like, "Fuck, it's terrible." Uh, <laughs> Western Conference championships. So I hated him, and then like as as like you get older you mm-hmm. you kind of stop being a hater and I, I i'll never forget the day that like i fell in love with him and it's when he i think he tore his achilles and then he came back mm-hmm. in the game and drained two free throws and um there there's a few other instances but that was like the first and then later on someone asked him like the lakers kind of sucked I'm like are you gonna make the playoffs and he just looked at the report and he's like yeah we're going to make the playoffs. Like there's like, like this, this, <laughs> like this that. look in his eyes, like don't fucking question whether I can will my team into the, do you know who I am? And mm-hmm. that's when I was like, and he, he was, he was old. He'd lost a step, but he still was finding ways within his game to win. Mm-hmm. And that's when like, that's when I really start liking pe- players that I hate when they start, like they start that, that inevitable, de- inevitable decline that when they kind of get humbled that, by age. It's, and everything. it's not even that they get how they get smarter, right? They can't yeah, do yeah. what they used to I do. That's, and they, that's what I mean. Like humbled by age, but it forces them to innovate. Yes. Yes. And that's, and, and, and then, you know, maybe their, their team isn't the best and, and they're searching for the, that's when I've, I don't know what that is. It's just, it's something is very attractive attractive to me and Mm -hmm. and that's when i really started appreciating who he was as a player and like started kind of following him and let all those those old stupid (laughs) uh Mm -hmm. hatred that i used to carry uh you know just kind of fall to the wayside but Mm -hmm. yeah man we lost a legend today we lost uh we lost someone good i i was i always it was always jarring to me like with with bob saget's comedy like how how different it was from his public persona like for the entirety of his career before (laughs) and it was just like shocking but the dude could tell jokes like crazy i don't think i have ever i've seen bits and pieces of his comedy and his stand-up but i don't think i've ever actually sat and watched one whole special of his that's like comedy is something that like i haven't watched in a long time but I've, I mean, I've seen a ton of like specials and everything and just like yeah. in sets of comedians. Um, and I love watching, love watching comedians and stuff. Um, one of but the better ones the that I've seen recently was, um, uh, I don't know her name. She was on, uh, I can't remember her name. She was on Brooklyn nine, nine. She played the like kind of when she played one of the detectives, um, I'll look her up. Yeah. Pull it up. But, yeah, I mean, I've wa- I watch comedy a lot, but just haven't recently. Probably the, that one, and then Bo Burnham's uh, Inside. I saw. I still haven't watched a few that months either. ago. Is that Dude, that is that is uh, probably one of the best uh, just pieces of art I've ever seen, regardless of comedy. Um, oh, what, what's her name? Let's see. On uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine. Uh, Chelsea Peretti, her, she has a stand-up special that is like ridiculously good. It's is like, oh yeah, it's like really great comedy, and then also some like really weird surreal humor too. Um, trying to find her, the name of it. Oh, I actually did not know she was a stand-up comedian. It's the um the one called One of the Greats. It's on. It's one of her Netflix specials. 
you, that one I'd highly recommend that one. Her her style of comedy is really good. It's like it's very um she she does a lot of like crowd interaction, but it's not real crowd interaction. It'll like cut to like weird shit happening in the crowd and has like zero context of what's happening. Oh uh, shit, dude, I didn't know that she was married to Jordan Peele. Yeah, yeah. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. Andy Samberg is married to uh, Joanna Newsom, who's a oh, no. hella good musician. I didn't know that at all. Yeah. Dude, I just, it's so, have you, Jordan Peele's story is so crazy, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know, I don't know his story beyond, like, Key and Peele, too, directing, like, fabulous horror films. So, he, he was on Mad TV. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah, I do. I always like prefer SNL. Oh, dude, honestly, depending on the I, time, I honestly thought it was a little bit better than SNL when I was like a teen, like anywhere from like a like preteen to early teenager. I would religiously mm. watch Mad TV, and I remember because you remember it's crazy, it's crazy as hell, man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I do remember. I used to watch that would come on because they I, they showed that on Comedy Central, didn't they? I think. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. was on Comedy Central. They had like they had uh they had the, the their Oprah skits were their Oprah and Dr. Phil skits were fucking hilarious. I remember those. Yeah. And those they had the great. I'm I'm Kenny Rogers. <laughs> the <laughs> Kenny Rogers. Frank Caliendo, dude, I'm telling you, I think Oh yeah, Frank I, Frank Caliendo was really I good. think I got to give the nod to Mad TV. I thought it was I thought it was superior to to SNL. Like just cuz it was like more of a raw I don't know, man. It's just something yeah. about it. I enjoyed I like, more SNL, than SNL is good, but it had it like I haven't I haven't watched it really at all beyond just like bits and pieces that get out there, probably in close to ten or ten plus years. Um but when I was in middle school and high school, I used to TiVo it every weekend and watch it. And I would watch all the reruns of like older seasons on comedy special all the way back into like the seventies. Um Ooh. And so I like I like a lot of the comedy on there. Like and that that era, like when I was in would have been middle school, so like two thousand one to like two thousand three, four, when they had like uh they had like Will Farrell and Rachel Dratch and Molly Shannon and a ton of people. That was like that was a cast that was on par, if not better, than like some of the earlier ones that had John Belushi on it. Uh, yeah, I, I I enjoyed that. But like back to like the Mad TV thing. But I'm t- back to Jordan Peele, mm-hmm. right? So he was on there, mm-hmm. and he knew Bobby Lee, and he used to just smoke a shit ton of weed, dude. Didn't yeah, Bobby drive. Lee is fucking crazy? Yeah, but he was just hanging out with Bobby Lee. He wouldn't drive or do anything, and all of a sudden, like he just started writing. Kind of started taking it seriously. Got Keen Peel. Mm-hmm. That that show took off, and then like somehow, and I do not know all the story, but he got into fucking directing films and just mm-hmm. blew. He's good too. His everything he touches, so like it turns to gold, man. Which mm-hmm. is super. I haven't watched the. There's a TV series or an oh, anthology yes, yes. series that's on HBO, right? No. Or something of his that he's involved with. Yes, it's called. Um, Give me a second. Um, it's by JP JP Lovecraft's short stories is like what yeah, it's based off. Of. Lovecraft, Lovecraft Country, Lovecraft, yeah, Lovecraft Country. Country. I've heard, I've heard that's good. I haven't watched it, but I've, I've seen, oh, dude, it's, I've seen it's Get phenomenal. Out and Us, and those are fabulous. 
Yeah, I'm gonna. See. I think he's involved in Lovecraft Country, and I, just, I thought so. I just have to see. Let's let's pull. Let's pull it up. Are we are we googling? I'm googling too. Let's I'm see googling. If he finds it first. I don't have. Let's, oh, those are his acting credits. Perhaps his writing credits. No. Oh, it was the he did the Twilight Zone. That's right. Yeah, was yeah. It, he might have had something to do with Lovecraft Country. I too. thought that he was involved in this. Yeah. Okay. He was uh, executive producer of ten episodes of it. Oh damn! Yeah, I don't know what's gonna go down with that. I don't know if they're gonna bring it back. I hope so. Was it so? Is it, it's an anthology series based on Lovecraft short stories? I don't know. Or just like I, set in the universe? It, it's probably set in that universe. I couldn't tell you, man. I just, I just watched it. And enjoyed You're really the, selling I, it. I just watched it, enjoyed the shit out of it. Check it out. Mm-hmm. Check it out. Um, hey, man, it's uh, the new year. This is our. Mm-hmm. This is our first fireside it's our chat. First fireside. Yeah. What are some since, of your uh, since Halloween almost? Yeah. What are some of your like goals? What are What are you What are you trying to get into in 2022, man? What are your goals? Oh man. What hobbies am I trying to acquire? Um, I guess I want to get one of my. I want to get better at woodworking because I I did quite a bit of woodworking over the last two years, and the last six months didn't really do anything. Um, and I want to, my other big thing is I've been, I've been toying with this idea for, God, like four years now of doing, of streaming and doing like video game streaming or playthroughs or something. And I kind of, I did like a test run the other day and it went pretty well. I kind of want to try to do that. Even if it's just for me, I don't really care if it gets monetized or not. Um, just playing like when I play video games, just recording myself and commentating and doing dumb shit and then just putting it on YouTube. And if people like it, then cool. If not, then it's fun for me. You know, um, there's a bunch of people that I, I watch mostly like when I watch TV, if I'm not specifically watching like a movie or a TV series, I'm probably just watching someone play probably city skylines or Hitman or something on YouTube or on Twitch. Um, and it just seems fun to do and i've done a little a little of it so that's kind of my biggest one um otherwise i'd like to get i really want to get a really long lens like a telegraph telephoto lens um and i'd love to try to get into shooting sports somehow that would be really cool that's one photographic endeavor that i really haven't tried yet that would be fun so that's it those are your goals Like right now, I kind of, I tend to not put too much emphasis on the new year uh, just because I, I haven't, that I can recall had a lot of problems like keeping, you know, resolutions or whatever, but I think it just gets, it's hard to do, like, especially for me, at least hard to set like big goals at the beginning of the year because I have such bad seasonal depression that January is just like, I feel dead the entire month. Um so I kind of try, I try to kind of go like, I reevaluate the new year, but kind of just like, as I go set goals. Um, but as far as I, far as like this year, those are the other ones. Otherwise just really mostly with the podcast is keep, keep growing and keep improving our, our content, our, our technical skills, our, 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 our output, you know, putting at a much, much higher level. Um, yeah. That's yeah. about that's about it for me. I'm I'm kind of a simple person, you know. I think that's that's legit, man. Those mm-hmm. are solid goals. What are um, what are you, what do you got for the year? You 
I, I assume you've thought about this. Doc, you know that I've got 17,000 different things. <laughs> Honestly, actually, I've made some subtle changes in how I mm-hmm. like forecast my year. Mm-hmm. So I listened to a podcast with the dude that wrote Atomic Habits. I don't know his name, but I was mm-hmm. uh, thinking about buying the book, but he told me everything I needed to know in this podcast. I was like, I don't need to buy your book now. Basically, <laughs> the one thing that I've been doing wrong for mm-hmm. years now, um, and you know, I've done a lot of challenges and was able to power through a few 75 hards, 92 hard, all this shit, right? Mm-hmm. But I wasn't able to maintain that. And so part of that problem is it's, it's, it's easy to set goals, right? Like set them small. That's what, basically the, the tenet of what he was saying. Mm-hmm. And then you can always ramp them up later. Right. So I would always set insane goals and be able to pull them off for, you know, 75, 100 days. And then I would just be like, and all right, I'm, gonna, I'm done. And then crash mm-hmm. and go back into, you know, whatever it is I was doing, getting drinking mm-hmm. beers and getting fat. So this year <laughs> I s- flipped the script and I'm going, I started doing martial arts again because oh, yeah. uh, I need something to train for, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I, yeah. I love lifting weights, but it's like, I'm not really, what am I doing? Like, you get tired so, of it after a while. I yeah, I need it. I need anytime it I, do, I do weight training, I always go in like, I go in like 12, 12 some week cycles, it feels like, where I'll like, I'll seriously lift like three days a week for about three and a half months and then go on to something else for a while and like try running or something or, you know, and kind of go back and forth. So back to that, then I'm kind of the same way. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go to jujitsu small two days a week for a year and see where I'm at. And I've gone and I've been getting fucked up. I suck. I don't remember <laughs> anything from when I did it years ago. So sure. I, I remember enough. I can kind of survive, but I'm getting tapped every time I roll. Sure. Anyways, so I'm doing that two days a week. And mm-hmm. um, if I want to go more, I go more, but two days a week, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, in the in the Excuse me. In the off time, I'm lifting weights. No particular program. I'm probably going to do high reps, but uh, weightlifting mm-hmm. is such a like that's just what I do. I yeah. don't really need to set a goal for that. And then I'm running the death hill once oh, yeah. a week because nice. I fell off that completely. And I'm like, I can commit to running it 52 times this year. Easy. Mm-hmm. And I'll probably end up ramping that up. And then because I've kind of fallen off reading, my goal for reading is one page of a book a day because that's I'm a, trying that's a very to very attainable goal. Yeah, it's an easy goal. I haven't failed yet, but I'm okay. trying to, identify as someone that is a voracious reader and I'm starting by one page a day. And yes, generally I read more than that, but like Mm -hmm. at a minimum one page a day. So these are like, those are my set and I'm on a, a a bit of a diet as always, Mm -hmm. you know, I love dieting. Um, The war on carbs continues and the battle against the chub rages the fuck on. So (laughs) that's where, that's where I'm at, man. Just like real simple, um, mm-hmm. low pressure goals. And then eventually they will be scaled up to the level insanity of insanity mm-hmm. that you are accustomed to. But right now, yeah, I was going to say, I'm used to you just, you know, what are we doing? We're going a thousand miles an hour now. I'm just like, okay, yeah, no, we're going to slow that down. Cause I'm trying to, <laughs> I just, I just, I want to be able to keep these habits the rest of my life. I think that that's mm-hmm. the change that, that I've made is, 
instead of like, I'm going to do this for 75 to a hundred days or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then no, it's like, let's it's you're, you're done. Like you need to, you don't need to party all the time. You had your fun doing that, but now it's just like, you need to kind of focus on your longevity, being mm-hmm. able to get your cardiovascular system in the best shape of its life, you know? Mm-hmm. So, because if you have a, um, if you have ex- great cardiovascular fitness, it improves the length of your life by like a factor of five, something like oh, that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Peter Atia, look that up. That's a I fact. Guess that's, so that's, a- that's something I need to do better is having better cardio because that's something I've lost in the last year. I was doing a lot of running early in the year, and then I ended up getting like a stress injury to my hip um, and had to stop and do rehab. And so I've... I. That I guess that's a big fitness goal is to get back into like I have my well my hill that I run is not nearly as deathy as your hill, um, <laughs> but for those of us in Corvallis, Oregon, Witham Hill is not not uh, easy at least. No, it's not. So nothing, 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 I'd like to try to get up to doing that. Like I was doing that once a week, um, but as part of a run. And I kind of want to do that again. Like if I run once a week, it's going to be that and then do some cycling or something. Yeah. Yeah. Anything, man. Anything to stay active. Like that's, mm-hmm. that's what you, you know, you got to do. And, th- and that's the thing. Like I, I took two, not really, but kind of two months off. I was being a total POS, just chilling, <laughs> eating, drinking all the best things. And that's, Christmas, um, man. that's what you do. Yeah. Yeah, but the the best part about like this 2021, right, this year, and I uh, as a I pretty much write every day and just kind of scrolling over my writings and stuff. Mm-hmm. This is the first year I can honestly say that I never really got in a deep depression. That's like, good. Like, I think there were some times when I was down a little bit, but as mm-hmm. far as like staying down for a long time, and that didn't happen. And I think that's just because of the mass amount of activity I was able and the, all the things that I was able to accomplish this year. Mm-hmm. And if you look at like, you know, what I've done and then what you and I have done together, especially with this podcast, that like 2021 yeah. was the year where, where or was it 2020? I think it was 2021, where, um, you know, I had that come to Jesus talk with myself, and, yeah. and it was after the first seventy-five hearts. I believe that's twenty twenty-one. Yeah, and I, it was and a, I, yeah, we it was like at the like right at the end, tail end of twenty twenty into twenty-one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something. Yeah, and I was just like, we have not even attempted to make this podcast what it's going to be. Mm-hmm. Like I haven't. And I've failed. We're close now. We're getting close, dude. We are mm-hmm. consistent. We are. We're getting. We're getting better. I'm getting better as a host. You're getting better as a producer and a sound engineer. And, you know, we brought on a social media person. That's going to take a mm-hmm. lot of time. It's just time. It's patience. Mm-hmm. It's patience. And it's it's really having the patience to see things through. And and we and that's that's a big problem with <clears throat> people is mm-hmm. do you really have the patience to get where you're going mm-hmm. and to 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 stick with an idea toil in darkness when no one gives a shit for yeah. years i mean what is that that, that one dude beeple that nft yeah. guy who just drew oh, every single day no one gave a fuck yeah. about what he was doing for years that's no, what it kind of takes to <laughs> i've been following him for i've been following him for about 4 years so you i was so i crazy. was like watching his everyday his everyday things were so cool it's fucking insane he made 60 some million dollars off of selling jpegs good for him i mean yeah great good for him yeah get paid my dude 
Um, yeah. That's so with like, so I think one thing you said about when you, like you used to approach your, your kind of challenges as like accomplishments, you know, like I'm going to do a 75 hard, I'm going to do this in a hundred days. I'm going to do this, that, or the other. And I had previously been like that. Like, you know, I wanted to run a half marathon. So I ran a few half marathons and wanted to do certain fitness goals. And I hit those, but I always had trouble. I never had trouble getting myself to the gym or staying, staying with a habit. It's once I get my goal, once I have the habit stays with me and I keep doing it, but I'm just kind of like going through the motions. And so like how you had mentioned, I, I don't, I don't like to try to set up too many challenges that are really big. I like to ramp up to them. And I also like to do that, like build habits of doing something that's like attainable. Cause I think that's what most people have problems with, with new year's resolutions is they set these really big goals, but they set them not with like, eventually I am going to be where I'm going to the gym three or four days a week and not thinking that like to get yourself to the point, if you, if you're not acquainted with exercise, it takes a minute to get yourself fit enough to handle doing that. And also like mentally fit enough to motivate yourself even under like less than ideal conditions to just go and do it. Yeah. I'm going to expand upon that a little bit Mm because one of the stories that really like from the author of atomic Mm -hmm. habits, what's his name? Let's pull it up. Uh, I have it here. It's um, James clear, James clear. So one of the stories he shared on this podcast I listened to um, was a guy that weighed like 400 pounds and he mm-hmm. would show up to the gym every day for five to 10 minutes and do mm-hmm. like half of an exercise and then leave. And he did this for months and months and months and then eventually ramped it up. And someone asked him like, why, why are you doing this? And he said, because I want to be the guy that goes to the gym every day. And yeah. in order, and I can't exercise every day, but he formed the habit of showing up every single fucking day. Mm-hmm. And then from there was able to scale it up and start m- doing more ac- activities and exercises. And mm-hmm. that really, like, if you're not in a good mental place and you're listening to this and you want to get fit, like show up half of, half of success is just showing up, show up mm-hmm. to the gym, do five to 10 minutes walking on a treadmill or whatever mm-hmm. you want to do and then fucking leave and then yeah. keep doing that. And then you can eventually ramp that up, but you'll feel better. Like one of the reoccurring themes in this themes in this forum that I'm, I've been in for four years with some friends, we just write every day mm-hmm. is if we're not doing the things that we're supposed to do and we're not eating correctly, we feel like shit because we're, yeah. we're self-sabotaging. So yeah. like if you're depressed and you know you need to be doing something, you if you can take care of that, that will alleviate that anxiety, mm-hmm. you know? Also, and now I'm changing the topic. Um, <laughs> I've been reading. This just popped into just my like head. Whiplash to topic to topic. Do you do you know who? Oh man, I think it's Juka or Judah Christamarty is Juke. Judah Ju- No, I think it's no. Ju. 
Hold on. Okay. This is going to be riveting content just watching me Google search. Right? No, it's glorious. Hold on. I'll, I'll tell you his name. Yeah, it's ooh, Judah. J I D D U. Krishnamarty. Ah. Sorry, buddy. There he is. Ah. You, you know who this guy I is? I do not. I have, I have heard of him only because you have talked to me about him. Dude. Before, but prior to that, I had never, I had not Man, heard of him. I'm a huge fan. So I just, I just, I've almost finished his book. Uh, what's the book that okay. I was, we're having a book club right now. My, my mind yeah, is right. not working all that great, but I'm going to be able to <laughs> tell you in about two and a half seconds because I'm going to pull it up right now. It's called Reflections on Self. Okay. And, one of the things, like, he basically put into words everything that I have kind of felt and thought about, um, mm-hmm. especially with all the craziness that's happening in the world. And one of the things yeah. that, like, like just got me was he believes, like, he's, he's anti-authoritarian, like 100% mm-hmm. anti-authoritarian. So you got me there. That's good. Yeah. And he, one of the, it's a crazy concept, but he's like, you know, if you identify as like a Christian, a Democrat, Republican, Indian, black, white, whatever, he goes, that's mm-hmm. an act of violence. And I was like, well, that's interesting. And he's like, it's an mm-hmm. act of violence. Basically the logic is like, it's an act of violence because you're separating yourself from humanity. You, you're a human first, right? Mm-hmm. And when you start putting yourself in organ, putting yourself in, in organizations, political party, religions, mm-hmm. it causes division, and that division therefore eventually leads to like a path of, of violence at some point down the line, mm-hmm. whether it's now or later. And I really agree with I really agree with that line of thinking. I think it's it's pretty abstract, but I I think that there's something to be said because. If you look at kind of the state of the world, we're all just mm-hmm. divided, right? And yeah. we're all, and he he believes like you, the, one of the things that really got me, this is something I've always preached, is like the only mm-hmm. revolutions that can occur are within yourself and within your own mind. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what his, his philosophy is. And he has a super interesting story because... He was raised to be like a deity in a cult and then rejected oh. it at the age of 29 and said, basically, That's I'm a only interested upbringing. I know. It's like, I'm only interested in freeing minds. And mm-hmm. I don't think that you can free minds by being in any by religion in or any political organization. Yeah, because when you're a, a member of a political party or religion, those like the priests, the politicians exploit mm-hmm. your brain, right? For their own mm-hmm. means. They manipulate you and, and, and only keeps them with, in power. That's the biggest problem with uh, with politics, at least in this current era, you know, like division and mudslinging and all that bullshit. Like, I don't buy the whole like, oh, people were never mean before. It's like, did you ever read campaign speeches from like the <laughs> 1800s? Like, dudes were wiling back then. Uh, now it's, it's, it is, it has gone beyond... It's not even ideology, it's just tribalism. It no. plain and simple is if you like American politics in particular is a very like self-defeating mechanism in a way that everything is so every all the beliefs that people have are so contradictory, you know, that from ideology to or political party to political party, you know, you'll have like, I mean, just look at the way the American government goes every four to six, eight years where you flip-flop whoever's in charge. 
is whatever whoever's in charge is advocating for what everyone what the other party was for the last time they were in charge and vice versa so people don't actually like I don't think people actually truly believe 99% of the shit that they advocate for because most of the time they're advocating for things that are against their own interest and they're only doing it as a means to like, not to sound too hippie, but uh, I assume you've, you went to college. I assume you've heard of Judith Butler. Um, No gender. She was a gender theorist. Um, She, she was the one who coined, I forget what the quote is. Let me look it up. Judith Butler. Basically that the idea of gender and sex are separate, that sex is a biological thing. Gender is a social construct. And because of that social construct, gender as it is, is performative. So in order to be something, you have to literally be it. You have to perform it, you know? So in politics, the same way you're talking about now, yeah, in the same way, you can't just be a Republican and believe or be a Democrat is like, that's why everything is so like cringy and ridiculous is because everybody has to perform being a Democrat. Like the, I don't know if you watched the, or saw highlights from the like remembrance thing they had for the January 6th riot. No, I didn't watch any of that on the floor of the, of the Congress. This is after, Nancy Pelosi is, you know, just praising Dick Cheney and saying how much she loves him because he's there for, because Liz Cheney was there. Uh, it just like, nobody believes this shit. They're just doing it because, you know, orange man tells them to, or like, you know, or cause orange man bad. Well, I, I'm above that now. I'm enlightened. I've, <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I, I just identify as I'm only interested in myself and figuring yeah. out who I am. That's it. That's I'm, fair. I've, I'm above it all now. <laughs> I know that's probably not true. <laughs> I have ascended. But, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're just going to see you show up to the next podcast. You're going to walk in the door just in a white robe. And just I could, <laughs> you never know. You never know. Uh, but it, no, I, I, I've, I found a lot of joy in reading that because it, it really just, it, I don't know, man, it just kind of put me at peace. I was just like, yeah, mm-hmm. I, this is what, I, this is, that's a, a, I don't even know if you'd call it a goal of mm-hmm. 2022, but it is mm-hmm. a, a, an area of like keen interest is to mm-hmm. begin immersing myself in philosophy and yeah, I think that's some of idea. the tenets, and it's like I was obsessed with Stoicism for years, and I still love it. But um, just kind of reading these books on different ways of thinking and mm-hmm. different ways of you know connecting with your mind and, and trying to get a trying to get out of these old patterns that we all are subject to, like mm-hmm. you know his message or thoughts on. No, he's a big fan of the the present moments. I'm butchering a lot of these people, so yeah. read the book if you're interested. But, <laughs> but I mean, one of the things that really had a a profound effect on me was his, kind of his thinking on the past. He, he believes, mm-hmm. in, and again, I'm butchering this. Like, <laughs> essentially, that we fall into these patterns because our the past or some part of our brain th- there's it's the past observing the future right and mm-hmm. and and to 
like get out of these habits, right? You're like, like, oh, if you have doubt or what, you know, something like, oh man, I'm, I'm rolling right now in life and things mm-hmm. are great. And for me, I'll use myself personally. I'm like, oh man, I'm eating perfect. I'm working out all the time. I'm, I'm in a flow state. Everything's mm-hmm. going great. And I'm like, man, I, I don't know though. Like, I feel like I'm going to, I probably can't maintain this level yeah. of output forever. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like I'm going to, like, maybe I'll, something's going to derail me. All right. That's mm-hmm. the past manifesting in that moment. Right. right? That's right. the, that's the past me trying to get myself to fall back into these habit habits by me saying, right. I feel mm-hmm. like I, I can't maintain this. I'm, I'm already given in to the pattern. Right. So what I should right. say is this is just, this is just my past me. This is a pattern that's trying to interrupt this flow. I acknowledge it, but it doesn't have to be that way. And I'm going to mm-hmm. keep sallying forth on this fucking path, right? So yeah. just stuff like that, man. Just, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of really trying to get into more philosophy, more, more thinking, like, less, less I, I've never gotten into philosophy. Oh, you should. I, well, I've read philosophy, but not like in depth. You know, I've read a little bit of Kierkegaard and I think a bit of Kant. Um, yeah, everyone Maybe. read Kant, John yeah. Kant, Immanuel Kant, and yeah. uh, I don't know if I want to say Voltaire or not. I think I'm yeah, I think Voltaire. I'm talking yeah, Voltaire my ass a, and, uh, no, and Voltaire was a is a I believe a French philosopher. John Locke, John, yeah, John Locke, Locke as well. Yeah, read I've him. read I've read um, I don't know just Henry David Thoreau kind of kind of dabbled in philosophy, mm-hmm. um, and I read a lot of um, Benjamin Tucker as well. He was kind of like proto philosopher, pro uh, economic. He kind of like, imagine Ayn Rand, but without the egocentrism and the amazing amount of selfishness, even though ironically, he, Benjamin Tucker, toward the end of his life, declared himself as a, an egoist. Um, prior to that, he, he was one of the kind of like leading thinkers in the anarchist movement in the late 1800s, mid 1800s around, he was a contemporary of David Thoreau's. He was a, a good friend of his. Um, and he, he wrote a lot of books on, the philosophy of liberty and freedom that were really good. That those were very influential in my kind of blossoming of you know philosophical political thought as a kid. As a child, yeah, I, I read some weird shit as a teenager. I didn't read Catcher in the Rye and stuff like that. I read books about like peak oil and the and the bush family <laughs> dude yeah yeah i still haven't i have those books on my list to purchase Gotta read I, just, I can't get myself to do it at the moment because i'm i'm above it now i'm beyond that <laughs> i'm a beyond you're I'm gonna beyond, be like dude. in the lego movie like uh like princess unikitty where you're just like no 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 and then rage and just destroy everything <laughs> motherfucker i don't never watch no lego movie you've man. never seen the lego movie no Dude, you have I'm to an see adult. The Le- it's legit i'm an adult too but it is legitimately a fantastic film the humor in it is incredible it's it's really good it's really genuinely it. good i'm I am not hype, being hyperbolic at all. It is fabulous. It's, I'm sure the it animation is. is great. The humor is dumb, but really funny. You got to see it. Have you seen the new Matrix? I haven't yet. That's that's the next big movie on my list to watch. I have heard heard it is good. It's okay. I liked it. Okay. I liked I it. Did I, see, actually, I, li- I liked it. I mean, you're never yeah. going to beat the first Matrix, right? No. You just not. Oh, no. 
No. But the second one was pretty good, too. Yeah, the second one. Yeah, it it is. It is, man. I would encourage you. I'd encourage you. Go back and watch the the first one, but definitely watch the second and the third one. They are much better than I remember them being, and they hold up way better than... People shit all over Revolutions or Revelations when it came out, and I remember I was psyched, and I went and saw it opening day. And I thought it was great, and everybody was like, it's garbage. And it's like, yeah, the weird, like, you know, orgy rave scene was kind of strange, but the rest of it was dope. I, I, I liked... I liked I liked all the matrixes. I like mm-hmm. this newer I like this newest one as well. I I was a big mm-hmm. fan. Like they they did a pretty good job of like kind of getting you up to speed and explaining how things went and mm-hmm. like I liked it. I fucking liked it. And if you didn't, fuck you. <laughs> I I enjoy I like the matrix. I I I haven't watched so I went back and I watched the matrix about 2 years ago, all three the first 3 of them, mm-hmm. which had been the first time in a long time that I'd seen it. I want to go back and watch all 3 of them <clears throat> again because um, the Wachowskis came out and they, everybody was, you know, kept, kept giving all these different theories of like, you know, what, what the film is an allegory for, what the red pill and blue pill meant. And they came out and they said the, or I don't think they officially said it, but they very heavily implied when people were giving them fan ideas that the whole allegory for the film is being trans and transitioning and dealing with like the whole neo awakening from the matrix to the real world is like someone who is closeted and fig and you know wrestling with themselves and figuring that out and moving on and trying to be their real self um yeah i have no idea what any of that was <laughs> but that's not how i interpret it at all but um well, i mean considering both of the wachowski they're the wachowski sisters now uh i'm probably gonna guess it probably has something to do with being trans Wait, what? I'm very confused right now. The Wachowskis, yeah. La, Lana and... Oh, whatever. I don't even remember their name. Yeah, Lana Wachowski and... Uh, and Lily, Lily Wachowski. They used to be known as the Wachowski brothers, but they are both trans, and they are now just the Wachowskis. Send me, drop me a link mm-hmm. to this. This is fascinating. You just drop oh, it in the chat. Yeah. Nice. I'm gonna pull this up. Yeah. Um I don't know what their their birth names were, but I know I uh they both made, wrote, and made all of the Matrix the whole franchise. Um hold on. Were they hmm. were are these like Wait, what? Hold on, man. This is crazy. You didn't know that? No, dude. Yeah. I did not know any of this at all. Yeah. Yeah, I think they I think they they publicly came out a a good four years ago, five years ago or something. But that Holy fan theory shit. that was kind of confirmed, that was sometime in the last year when everybody was talking about the new Matrix movie. Because I think the the allegory the as far as I remember exactly the red pill and the blue pill, it's supposed to if you take the red pill you stay, but if you take the blue pill, you go down and see how far the rabbit hill goes. The idea being that the blue pill is estrogen, or at least when trans women do hormone replacement therapy, estrogen is a little tiny blue pill, and I this think is and that's 
fucking nutty to me. I but did it makes, not. It, if you yeah. think about it in that context, the whole film does make sense for that because you can you can you could make the the like you know Neo coming out of like the the weird you know jelly battery or you know jelly vat. He's you know realizing his true identity and trying to make his way to living it and everything fighting him could be, you could put that as society or family or internalized transphobia or any number of things. This is fascinating. I had right? no idea. I yeah. had, no <laughs> it's yeah. fucking crazy, man. I'll have to find, wow. I'll have to find a, a, a good, a good summary of that theory and send it to you and I'll put it so, in the show notes. So these, these two brothers, uh, mm-hmm. OG brother, right? Uh, mm-hmm. They both decided after that they were, they were trans and female mm-hmm. and that's what the story. Wow. Dude, that's fucking yeah. mine. Well, I dude, mean, they I blew think my fucking if I, mind. If I recall correctly, I believe both of them were closeted trans when they were making the original trilogy. Yeah. Wow. And then this was their kind of like, and it makes sense. Like as somebody who does struggle with their gender, that is, you kind of go through those cycles where it's like, you think, well, what if I'm this? And what if I'm this? And what if I'm that, that, all of those kind of things all do kind of make sense, especially, you know, where you think of like uh, the matrix fighting them in the real world with Zion is like, you know, that's, you could, you could take that as like, you know, politics and society trying to take healthcare away from trans people or, you know, any number of things. Yeah. 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 Well, the more, you know, man, I had no idea. That yeah. that is, I just googled that because I didn't believe it. I was like, what? That seems <laughs> bizarre. But no, that's, again, mm-hmm. here it is, twenty twenty two. Mine's already been blown. Yeah. First time. That's what we probably, do. <laughs> probably won't be the last. Yeah, yeah, we got some fucking sick guests coming up, guys. Yeah, listeners, we got some. We uh, this year is the year that Rick's mind is. You're gonna see into the. Into the into the abyss, right? Like we we're gonna we kind of made a decision um, to steer clear of politics because fuck mm-hmm. that, don't want to do it. We're not going to tackle anything. It's, it's too it's too hard to do. Occasionally, it's something that you have to do solely. And yeah, it's yeah. just to do it solely. God, it's just so toxic. Yeah, it's, it's it's toxic we, enough trying yeah. to keep up. Yeah, and it's not. Yeah, it's it's so we're not we're not gonna. It's not like we're gonna shy away. We'll talk about mm-hmm. it, but like that's not what we want. That's not what that's not what I want. We mm-hmm. we want to focus on the weird, like the like the ethos of me and you mm-hmm. is Fucking we're obsessed weirdos. with the weird and the things that go bump in the night, the things that are unexplained. Because I feel like in our society, there's a penance for thinking we have everything figured out and then getting upset maybe when we don't. And mm-hmm. I'm really interested in the strange and mm-hmm. aliens and and Bigfoot, even though he's probably not real. But still, oh. it's more fun to think he is. Nah, but dude. just, I mean, I've given up on that quest, my friend. No, okay, here, sidebar. You got to watch on, um, it's on Animal Planet, and I think it's called Finding Bigfoot. It's this, it's the only Bigfoot, just hear me out. It's the only Bigfoot <laughs> yes. show I've ever seen that I, that I really liked because it's always like the Bigfoot shows are always just like, I'm Kevin and I've been a Bigfoot researcher for my entire career. And here's my weird stoner friend that I've known since childhood. Who's going to come out and yell like an ape in the woods with me, mm-hmm. you know? 
um, there was this in this Finding Bigfoot show. It's four people. There's a primatologist, a book, a, a Bigfoot researcher, uh, a sound engineer, and um, and some sort of like a, a, a another wildlife guide or something. In the mm-hmm. first of the first season, the first like four or five episodes are in the Malheur Wilderness in Eastern Oregon. Okay, I know and they they do stuff like they they use lidar and stuff to scan the forest and scan the hillsides and find game trails and stuff and then it, they do everything in a fairly scientific way or at least in a science minded way and it it does actually seem like there's some shit happening i'm not ruling anything out but i'm just i'm not as obsessed with that as i used to be right we That's um i'm more i'm more definitely more intrigued by aliens still mm-hmm. that's a lifelong obsession and i we're gonna get into that and and cutting edge science we've got some yeah. really cool guests lined up for you guys in, in 2022 and and we're probably gonna do I, I don't know a show at least on the the tribe the dogon people um oh, i hope so oh yeah yeah that's so the yeah. more and more you talk about that the crazier and crazier it sounds but it actually is it's fucking real of, it's real and it's yeah. so fucking cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so we're we're going to just be looking into a lot of a lot of hard science and a little bit of pseudoscience. Probably not going to get into ghosts, so not interested in that. Sorry, what? guys. Come yep. on, we got to do. We got to do. No. If we're doing pseudoscience, no. we got to do just a touch of ghosts. Like, we dude, can have I a am ghost just, as a treat. I am not even remotely interested in them. Like, I just do could you, there do be. You, how do you Maybe. feel about the idea of ghosts? That's a good question. Let me think about that for a second. I can't, you know, I really can't rule anything out because mm-hmm. it all we are is, you know, energy. And when we mm-hmm. die, our energy is transferred, hopefully back into the ground, but because of embalming and whatever, right? It's that we're just energy, right? And and mm-hmm. I I am a big proponent of like the thought that and I can't remember who came up with this like that that places hold memories right maybe a house or mm-hmm. some inanimate object yeah. if something if some sort of really traumatic shit happens in a space like i'm pretty sure that that energy stays there for a while oh, it's yeah. transferred maybe into that place and maybe that will explain some of the weird shit that's going on right mm-hmm. so i'm not a hundred percent like there are no ghosts i but i guess i'm i'm just more neutral it's not something that like mm-hmm. i'm i'm spending a lot of time looking into because like and and quite frankly um i've never had any experiences and and to be mm-hmm. honest i don't fucking want any bro like uh, no <laughs> i've no. had a few i've had a few so not that I'm, not that i'm, I'm, I'm religious the, i'm on the ghost train not that i'm religious or anything but i do like this phrase the good Lord only gives that which you can handle. And I couldn't fucking handle a ghost, dude. I freaked <laughs> the fuck out. And all those movies, uh, you know, I would be selling the house or burning it mm-hmm. down. I'm not sure. I couldn't handle that. So I am, I am, I love a good ghost story. I am a mm-hmm. big fan of a good ghost story, but I just, I just, uh, if you enjoy, uh, if you like ghost stuff, but you want a good movie, watch the movie Grave Encounters. That is one of my favorite horror films of all time. Uh, it is you've seen or at least heard of Ghost Adventures, right? With Zach Bagans, dude, hell yeah, of, dog! Of course, I fucking love that. Show. I I have been legitimately watching that show since they were just a documentary that they did in like 
broke ass old mine town uh nevada is that the douchey guy that's like yeah got the tattoo the MMA, they, yeah that he's he was an mma fighter or something. yeah and yeah. you know what douche yeah. is a strong I word him. i just I he him. just get, he he's just kind of comes out of it. Gold. he he probably is dude he's got a museum in vegas right like mm-hmm. uh, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. No, i'm not, not i watched one like i think it's like that weird place in kentucky willie's something I don't oh even know. yeah it was a slaughterhouse or something or yeah, it was so a, it, was, it was like a, a like a, a bar a honky tonk or something that, that so yeah, yeah, was yeah, a slaughterhouse yeah yeah. yeah 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 something yeah I've watched that mm-hmm. um, I think it's an interesting so I think it's I think it's riveting television but I'm mm-hmm. just I don't know man I just it's that's a that's a weird fucking space to be in and I don't want to we're not in it I'm we're I'm very interested dog. in in demonology like from fuck that from like the <laughs> religious perspective yeah. um, I actually almost. I had this weird period of time where like we've talked about how like I almost joined the Air Force. Mm-hmm. I equally almost became a priest to become a demonologist. You're so fucking weird, dude. I, it's cool. It's cool <laughs> shit. But yeah, no. uh anyway, Grave Encounters, fabulous horror film, like dumb horror film. It's uh a parody or satire of that genre a TV show, but the guy is supposed to be Zach Bagans, but it's done as like a found footage horror film where it's like they're shooting the show and it's like they're faking shit and just making the show but the cameras keep rolling but then they're in this asylum and real shit starts happening oh bro that's terrifying great movie that That sounds good drop the link drop the link in the chat dude hell yeah that sound that i'm i'm interested i do love a good horror a good horror Mm -hmm. film i just i'm no no man i'm i I really want to get into like again i think anthropology is a an area we're going to probably hit heavily on. Yeah. Um, we've got some pretty good. I'm going to pull this up real quick because I'm very curious about it. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I, de- I definitely. I, I am not. I'm not going to lie, team, my loyal disciples. I am. I'm not fully on this train. Mm-hmm. But I do like playing with the idea of the ancient astronaut theory. I think it's bullshit, but fuck, man, it's I, so fun to think I about, wanna, dude. I want, I want to love it. Oh, I love because it. Because I, I hate the idea of it just because of the way it's mostly presented. That it's just like, oh, how did we do these incredible engineering things? Aliens. You know what was mm-hmm. it? Did humanity do this? No, aliens. But that said. It's probably true. Like to I mean, some extent, it's I, it's yeah. got to be. It makes enough sense, and there's yeah. enough like. I think there was the at stuff least with free energy is enough. Yeah, I think that I think that at, at the very least, like I think that especially with the Dogon people, like I right. really do think that there was contact a few times throughout humanity. Oh, yeah. Right. It just it just happened at the wrong time. Right. Like that. Right. I so I definitely want to pull some people on to to discuss that possibility but i mean ancient aliens as a whole as a tv show in college man oh, i used to just get fucking all. barbecue i used to get <laughs> so high me and my buddy scott yeah. just baked out of our minds just watch yeah, this and watch that show. did you <laughs> ever watch great. uh on viceland when viceland was still a thing uh Action Bronson did a show where Retire it was the Action creator. Bronson. Yeah, it was Action Action Bronson, uh, Big Body Bess, and uh, Mayhem Loren, and then just like a rotating cast of people that would come on, and they <laughs> yep. would just just 
Action Bronson was just dabbing constantly, Dude, and they're all just watching Ace and Aliens. I know, just such just, a great time. Yeah, man. You know, you know what show I wish they'd bring back, or like I would mm. love to watch again. Um, I think it was on Animal Planet. I don't have cable anymore. I don't think I'm ever getting cable again. Does anyone but, have cable anymore? Uh, probably, probably, yeah. but not me. But but um. I think it's a show called After Humans, dude. That if you want to talk about if you want to talk about good high TV, dude, I would get just annihilated and watch (laughs) that and be like, oh, dude, like there was this one girl. They they were they did like New York City, and they and they're like New York City. This is the first place on the planet where there would be oh shit ecologies that weren't on the ground. They had like cats and birds and they sh- all these dilapidated skyscrapers. And there's like a whole ecosystem. And then I was just like, man, part of me is like, I just want, maybe we should just leave the planet and just see what happened. You know, it was a, fucking, <laughs> yeah. it was a great time. That was the show that was just, it was like, here's 10 years. If no one was here, 20 yes. years. Yes. yes. Yeah. That was a cool show. Cause Dude, I was, was always just like, show. this they is would- fabulous watching society just disappear because the earth looks so much so peaceful. yeah they talked about the dogs they would talk about how the grocery market like the grocery stores would just decay how mm-hmm. if your dog could just like how like they did like i don't know within like 200 to 300 I, i'm talking i'm ass right now within 200 mm-hmm. 300 years like our dogs would look different all these yeah all the breeds that would survive and what size they would be mm-hmm. and like how cats would be totally fucking fine yeah, 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 <laughs> cats, like, yeah. cats would just um, um, fuck it we're we're just gonna yeah, go back to what we were dude, doing it was sick dude and and how how quickly the forest would reclaim and they had actual science they they would use chernobyl and how the forest had mm-hmm. just reclaimed everything and so they have a pretty good idea but dude that show after humans i think i don't even know if that's what it was called it was something I, like it, that i think it was called it was it was either after humans or after civilization or something let's, like that let me, let's google it though we don't want to be spreading misinformation on the rick's mind podcast dude Life after people. Life after people. We were wrong. Yeah, listen. Close, close. If you're a stoner and you want Mm. to want riveting, absolutely riveting television, you're welcome. Life after people. That was a good show. That was truly a good show. That was, That's one thing I discovered uh, over the last year. The the History Channel now, I don't think, does history anymore. It's it's just like Pawn Stars reruns and... Vikings. And Vikings, yeah. Um, On YouTube, the History Channel has a YouTube channel, and they have the entire series of like how it's made, modern marvels, engineering marvels, ancient wonders, all of that thing. Uh, I think they might even have ancient aliens. All in there for free. Uh, What? Yeah. Like I used to just... That was when I was a kid. I would pretty much only watch like modern marvels and so you can just stick that on and i'm good forever <laughs> dude that's legit man there's yeah there's a lot of good a lot of good um tv shows and stuff back back when we were we were children when there was like Kids. actual actual educational content or, or content that could be considered educational you know on tv mm-hmm. like i remember i used to watch uh uh, the Discovery Channel had a whole block of programming that I used to watch that was for homeschool kids, but oh, it was God. like it was like history shows, and so it was like a series about like Rome, and it would be like each ep- it was like the History of Rome podcast, but as a TV show, and it would be like historians talking about it, archaeologists talking about it, having you know there'd be reenactment everything. I have um, so much beef with Mike Duncan. Really? What yeah. did what did he do? 
He's not making shows fast enough. You're like a voracious podcast consumer. Oh, dude, bad, bad, real bad, really yeah. bad. Um, yeah, pretty much every spare moment I'm listening to either a book, mm-hmm. I'm either listening to a book or a podcast or, or anything. Like I, I have so much beef with him. He took a, a, an obscene amount of time off for the holidays, <laughs> and I'm just we're in balls deep in the Russian Revolution. I'm like, you son of a bitch. Ooh, that, so I, I bet beef, that's good. Uh, oh, it's fucking phenomenal. I have beef with him. Obviously, I have beef with Dan Carlin. Number one for not coming on the show, Dan. If you ever hear this, I'm mad at you. No, I'm just kidding, Doc. You'll come on <laughs> eventually. Come on the show. We'll get you. Uh, and two, because he takes too long. And the problem is, I mm-hmm. can't even like stop, dude. If he comes out with a podcast, it's uh, it's over. It's, it's mm-hmm. you're, you're talking to a guy that finished um, the rise and fall of the Third Reich within like a week, and that's like that fifty. A, a book or a podcast? It's a book. It's a fifty-five hour long book, dude. And I Oof. listened to it. It it's just so fascinating, dude. William L. Schreier, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, it is just a masterpiece, and it's terrible. So if you want to be depressed, I would recommend yeah. listening to it. Dude, but you want to um, be depressed? I, uh, I watched uh, Don't Look Up. Oh, dude. God damn it. That movie, I thought it was going to be... I, I loved it. It was fabulous. One of the best I was expecting ever. to be like, oh, this is LOL, yeah, real life, right? And I came away watching it, and I was just like, fuck man this is like real life i've you yep. know like i yep. i i we watched it and uh i looked at my wife becca when in the scene when uh when they're on tv and kate dibiansky starts screaming we're all gonna die uh oh, wait you mean i looked at her and i was uh jennifer lawrence's character yeah 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 i looked at i looked at becca and i was just like this is me literally every week on the podcast <laughs> yeah so we don't, can't spoil anything because it's it's relatively new. But I it's will say this: I think you need to watch it. And and if you're mm-hmm. listening to this, I would encourage you to watch it because it is very shocking. And I I personally, after the film was over, I hated it. I was oh, upset. Really? I was. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was definitely <clears throat> rooting for us to all die, which is not good. It's a bad feeling. <laughs> um, but uh, I was upset. And here's but it took me a while to think about it. I started thinking about it and I was like, the reason you're mad and you hated this is because this is exactly your feelings of the world that we're in now. This is kind of what you you think is what's going on. And you pretty much think that if something, if an asteroid was hurtling at the Earth, that you think that this, hopefully we would react better. But there would be, especially um, – within the certain communities, right? People that would just wouldn't believe that. Like, no, there's mm-hmm. no way. And that, that whole phrase that caught on and it, it became a political, political mm-hmm. event. And then you saw the corruption of science, the scientific community as well within that film. Mm-hmm. Like that really hit on, uh, it hit, it hit everything and yeah. it, it was shocking and it was real. And it was, it was a great take on a, absurdism. It was a, mm-hmm. I thought it was a beautiful film. Um, yeah, I, I agree wholeheartedly. I thought, um, the writing was fabulous. Um, I mean, I can't remember the name of the director and the writer, Adam McKay, Adam McKay. Yeah. And he has Adam McKay's, he did, uh, I mean, he made Step Brothers. That's a, the that's other a, guys. That isn't, all-time classic he made the big short yes. um, oh, yeah that's right yeah Damn, uh, big short i i loved it and i was i thought it was great 
And then it really depressed me the next day. Yeah, just like I had a good 24, 48 hours of just like, fuck, you know? Because without spoiling anything of the film, the way, I mean, you, everybody knows the whole film is what the premise is. The way that people deny it in the film, the characters deny what's happening is identical to how people are treating global warming and just environmental destruction now. And what makes it, <clears throat> what makes it so difficult to watch is that global warming is getting to that point where what dude, we're almost done. All right. God, <laughs> sorry. My talk in the back. You're good. Uh, you know, uh, we're getting to that point where it's like, we should have been doing something 50 years ago in the same way that they're just kind of in this situation where it's like, Hey, here's this asteroid six months. It, we're going to die. And there's not really anything you can do about it. And yeah. it's global warming is even harder because it's a fucking situation that is our own creation. Yeah. Um, you know, but yeah, I mean, a great movie uh, bummed the hell out of me, but highly, highly recommended to watch it. I think so too, man. I think that, I think it's, I'm glad that, I think it's an important film. I really think mm-hmm. it, it's something like that is very important. I th- there's, yeah, you hit it. You hit everything that, you know, I missed, man. Like it, it definitely is, um, a take on how, on how absurd our society is yeah. and how, yeah, just kind of how lost we are. It's um, scary cause, cause it, it, it mirrors not, not in content, but in the idea, the satire, it mirrors uh, idiocracy, mm-hmm. and idiocracy has almost all but come true, except for you know what was it, President Mountain Dew? Uh, <laughs> you know, like we're we're practically on the edge of Judge Dredd having Taco Bell be the president. You know, oh my goodness. Um, it. I I hope I hope that it it I I think it's an important film. I agree. And I think, and I hope that people will watch it and actually think like, well, fuck, this is, you know, have, have a deep moment, have a think on it instead of just being like, ha, she said fuck on TV, you know, <laughs> like it, it, it's just, yeah, I'm with you. It's, I'm glad that we are as much as politics is a very important thing that everyone should pay attention to and be involved with and be aware of, um, I can't, I can't do it. It's too toxic. And I'm glad that. I'm glad that, like, you know, we're not going to avoid it, but we're not going to just solely no. do that. You know, no. it'll it, it'll be involved as much as anything else. Yeah, absolutely, man. We're going to focus on the weird and the strange, and we're going to focus on cultivating a community of people that like to mine for intelligence mm-hmm. and like to expand their consciousness. Man, if we and ever do, we ever do a crypto coin. We have so much branding that we we're can gonna work fucking with. we're gonna fucking it'll be it'll be guaranteed a moon for sure. Uh-huh. And if Easy. you're not in the crypto space, you need to you'll figure out what that means when we launch our coin <laughs> in 2023. That's going down, son. You better believe it. Um, but yeah, I uh, I'm really excited for this upcoming year, and I hope that everyone listening is excited because let me tell you something. This is your fucking year. This is the fucking year where you put it all together. This is the year that you make your bitch, and this is the year that you reach those goals. You're not going to turn away from hard work, and you're going to be dedicated to whatever it is you're after. I believe in you. Hope you believe in us. And we'll see you guys next week. Also, while I have your attention, please, 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 please 
Give us five stars on iTunes. That helps the podcast grow. Give us a like on YouTube. Subscribe as well. And we'll see you next week. Love you guys. Peace. Bye.